We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Look at this guy. We come to Philly, your whole world's going to change overnight. I got to work. My mom and my daughter, they mean everything to me. Salary's $900,000. He will call in sick. It's Adam Sandler with, oh, Jody, what's the name of the kid who plays for the Jazz, the kid in the movie? Anyway. Um, what do you mean, Bo Cruz? No, yeah, well, Bo Cruz is the character name. I forgot the name of the actual actor who's, who's had it. Juancho Herman Gomez. There you go. That's exactly what I was looking for. And this is what we're watching, sponsored by Got a Door and Window. Buy any window or door and get the second and 50% off, plus interest-free financing for up to 18 months. Call Got a Door and Window today, one eight seven seven go guida or visit go, G-U-I-D-A dot net. Yes, that was a little blurb. Uh, from Hustle, the new Adam Sandler movie. It dropped earlier this week on Netflix. It's actually doing really well, getting uh, eyes all over the world, but particularly here in Philadelphia because it's a real Philadelphia sports movie. It is one of the best Philadelphia sports movies. I actually talked about it a little bit yesterday on Angelo's show, Jody, so I'll let you go first and give your your overall take on this thing. I got a question for you, Mr. Movie Guy, before we even get into the movie. Um, mm. I'm still trying to comprehend the way we now take in movies. Because it opened in the theater, was in the theater for about a week, not even like five days, and then was available via Netflix. Uh, I guess, uh, and again, I watched it on my 40-inch, 60-inch, whatever size my flat-screen TV is here in my house, um, because it was a, a highlight-type film, I guess it would have been cooler on a big screen, but I think of that as more computer-generated stuff that you got to go see because your TV can't do justice to it and the like. Why would they go theater release, but then as quickly to Netflix as they did? I think there are just some people who like to go out to the theater and like to go to openings and like to be the first people to see it and go to the okay. theater and do it. I think that it's that simple. And then most people anymore, unless it's a movie like like Maverick, right, Top Gun, a movie right. like that, it's, you probably gain a lot by seeing it in a theater. Most people, most movies anymore, you see what's happening to movie theaters. They are empty. They're trying to convert. They're trying to make it you know, more comfortable and so on. But uh, I... I'll almost always now watch a movie at home and certainly enjoyed watching this one at home. So uh, what do you think? As did I. Um, when you and I talked about it last night, I said uh, the Philadelphia scenes, I wasn't keeping a running list, but off the top of my head, I would say I recognized 85 to 90 percent 
a couple of times I would go, wait, wait a minute. I don't know where that is. Yeah. What neighborhood is that? There was one or two, two or three over the course of the movie that I just didn't know where they were shooting. Most others I did recognize. And it truly is an homage to Philadelphia. There are so many great shots and great scenes from Philly. If you start with that as a premise, if you're a Philly person, and most of the people listening to our show right now are just that, you'll absolutely love it. Then you get to the movie itself. That was damn good, too. If you know I'm a uh, hoop head and a basketball guy, and the drills that they did, the the phrasing that they used was mm-hmm. all on point. They recruited a whole bunch of recognizable Philadelphians, either players and or other personnel to be part of it. Everybody, yeah. Sandler was believable as a basketball guy because I know that he's a basketball guy. Uh, he's a very famous actor and a good actor at that and a tremendous comedian, but he likes to play hoops. He plays all the time. He's he's a basketball guy. It wasn't like they were stretching for him to do a basketball movie. He was absolutely behind it and a driving force with it, so I give him credit for doing something that he was able to get behind and love. And all in all, it was a damn good movie. I, I, I can't go A+, plus, but I'm going at least A- minus because of all the things. It might not be an A- minus for non-Philadelphians, but if you're any kind of a Philadelphia sports fan, and yes, I believe that's the audience listening right now, it's a must-see. Yeah, it was made for us. It was made for Philadelphia. It was made for sports fans. And so it, it, it filled those – check those boxes. But overall, I, I Jody, I thought it was terrific. Um. It's your basic sports underdog story, right? Both the scout and the player. And we've seen the story in different iterations a thousand times, which doesn't mean it's not a great movie. Um, When Ray and I wrote the ultimate book of sports movies, the 100 best sports movies of all time, we had basically four criteria we judged. So I'll run these by you and you tell me how it fit, okay? It has to have an actual story. It has to have a plot with with challenges and surprises and, and triumphs and setbacks. A script. I thought it had that, right? Absolutely. Had a real script. Created goosebumps a couple times. It has to have top-flight sports action because a sports movie where people just stand around stops being a compelling sports movie, right? You want sweat and blood and power and so on. You you like sports action? Oh, uh, that's what might have been for me as Mm -hmm. a guy who was a basketball player up until age 19 when I broke my ankle in four places and started my broadcasting career thereafter. (laughs) Uh, I did all those drills. I went to those camps. I I worked in gyms like the ones that they worked in, very recognizable Philadelphia gyms. I didn't work in these gyms because I wasn't here when I was 19 and a basketball player, but I did all of those things. If you are a guy who grew up with hopes of being a college basketball player or uh, the one percenters who could ever make it to the NBA, been there, done that, relived it. It was outstanding. Yeah, and the games were good. I mean, the, the you know, from the playground games to the, the games at the Combine, the basketball action was really good in part because what I'm going to say next, which is you need three-dimensional characters, right? You need, you need heroes and, and villains and bums, and this one had it. The, the guy who played the owner's son, Ben Foster, was a good villain. Anthony Edwards, man, he was terrific as the, you know, highly touted rookie coming in. Uh, playing a good villain, and and you really rooted. Certainly, you rooted for this the kid from Mallorca, right? So, works on that point. And oh, by the way, again, fits perfectly with Philadelphia in 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 the time we're in. 
because last week you and I talked about Julian Lurie, who will eventually yes. take over for yes. the, the the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, and that evoked the name of Jay Snyder, who did what he did when he was uh, hands-on with the Philadelphia Flyers. Ed never walked away, but Jay had a hand in on uh, the the Flyers when he was uh, the the son thereof. Oh, Vince Merrick was so hateable. The, the owner's son, Robert Duvall's son, was so hateable as the heir apparent to the organization. Yes. I thought he was one of the stars of the movie. Yes, he was. Uh, and it has to, be, has to be realistic. The story has to be realistic to a point, right? I mean, could a kid discovered on a playground in Majorca who'd never played organized basketball become, I'm, I'm assuming, a first-round NBA pick? Unlikely, but it's also unlikely that, you know, a Philadelphia tomato can like Rocky ends up the heavyweight champ. Right. And they sold it. And they sold it enough that you bought it. It had great cameos, Jay Wright and Pat Croce and every every sixer other than Embiid. I kept looking for Embiid. <laughs> uh, I read that he declined because he wanted to focus on training for the season, which, if that's true, is great. Uh, I love, uh, I'm going to say the name right, Boban Marjanovic. Boban, big, yes. Yeah, Boban was his usual great, goofy self. I thought Kenny Smith, by the way, was really good as the agent. He can act. Kenny's a bud. I did a show, a uh, full-year show of NBA basketball talk in the satellite world with Kenny Smith, so he's a pal. Um, here's my one knock on Kenny, and I love him. He's a buddy, but yeah. he wasn't swarmy enough. No, he wasn't swarmy. He was likable. Yeah. Agents are supposed to be swarmy. Well, at least, at least give me a little look at swarmy, Kenny. Yeah, well, oh, Glenn. He doesn't work Glenn. for Coach Sports, Jody. What can I tell you? Glenn, you know it's not a cliche. You, you well, know I... it's a. Is it overstated? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, oh, but there, there are a whole bunch of swarmy Whatever. agents I, 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 out there. He played, he played it well. And the kid, um, give me his name, Haran Gomez. One Joe. Uh, Herman Gomez. Herman Gomez. Um, Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez was likable and he had charisma. And I'm not at the biggest Adam Sandler fan. I sometimes I think his movies are good. Sometimes I can't stand him. I thought he was great. I thought he was good. So to me, I would say in my mind, this is the fourth best movie, sports movie ever made in and about Philadelphia. I still Rocky's number one. That's not even that's not a discussion. I put Creed as number two. I thought Creed was great. Michael B. Jordan became a star in that movie. Um, it explained the term John. It showed great place around the city. <laughs> I thought Stallone knew how to keep the franchise going by kind of handing it off there. And it had Joe Conklin and Big Daddy, so, you know, or at least a sign about them. Uh, I have Invincible as the third best. Um, and I have this as the fourth best sports movie ever made in Philadelphia. That's a pretty good list. I had a Silver Linings playbook. Yeah, I didn't think of some. I know it was all about the Eagles, but there wasn't as much. Uh, you felt the Philadelphia in hustle because they got out to so many different locations. And yeah. I know that. I was there. I remember back then. I didn't get that with Silver Linings playbook. Although with so Silver I Linings playbook, you know the diner scene? Yeah. Yeah, that diner's at the end of my street. Oh really? It's over yes. by your house, the Lanark Diner. It's literally, okay. it's literally down the street. Uh, one day right. I'm I'm here and I get a note like Robert De Niro is down the street. Said, what? <laughs> anyway, so I I really liked it. It's it's certainly worth seeing. Um, great job and congratulations to Adam Sandler. Everybody should watch this movie. 
that's, and that's it did uh, make Sixer fans say, "Well, what did what they do during the off season?" Your uh, anecdote about Joel taking a pass because he was working out. Now maybe some uh, Sixer fans will go, "Well, that's why Matthias Steibel went in a tank offensively. Yeah. He didn't work it up on his game all off season. That's why he couldn't do anything for us offensively in the playoffs." Well, whatever. I liked it, and um, people should watch it. It's it's really good. I gave it uh, I give it a B plus. Which is which is good. You give it an A minus. So. Better. I'm at A minus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, okay. Let's go to Neil in the Northeast. You're on with uh, Jody McDonald, and Glenn Mack. Now, what's going on, Neil? Yeah. Hey, so Neil. Ray you. Dinger. Before we go. Okay. Ray Dinger. The last week when you didn't call, told me to tell you. Now, actually, I did call, but um, they had some guests on. I'm and sorry. Then, like, I called that Saturday and. You said they had nothing but guests, so yeah, I actually yeah, we didn't I was going calls. to cry call Sunday. But, but. Okay, well, whatever. Just listen to me for a second. Ray wanted me to tell you goodbye, and you're one of his favorite callers. Yeah, well, anyway. yeah, you made it for me, um, you and Ray, you know, especially some of your food outings, you know, like, I mean, that was great. Appreciate you know, Seeing John Caney and, and some of the other celebrities, you know, there, that was, that was great. I mean, I love John, you know, and yeah. I miss him. A yeah, lot, and uh, and uh, even at the Eagles charities and uh, seeing Ray's play. Um, I mean, Ray was a consummate professional and elegant, and his honesty is unbelievable. Sure. You know, like his integrity. Sure. So, what's on your mind today? Um, well. Um, I, I wanted you. You were saying about the uh, OTAs and uh, not using pads and things like that. But I, I, I mean, I, I know what you're saying about the early part of the schedule. But they were two and six. But also the schedule was brutal. Then it's a lot easier now. Like they played Detroit, um, Jacksonville, and they got the you know with at Wentz. So it's a lot easier schedule. It, like near the end of the schedule, gets maybe a little bit tough, but it's a lot easier uh, you schedule. Know, Jody, I would argue that you never know how easy the schedule is going to be. Yeah, and that's one of the toughest things about it. We all have our preconceived notions. We can look back at last year's schedule and go, "Oh, all right, here's the soft part. Here's the hard part." And then you play the next year, and uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> nobody would have called Cincinnati a tough out going into last year, but they end up playing in the championship game. Yeah, but all the quarterbacks with an 80-plus, you know, like rating with pass completions and whatever, I mean, they saw some really good quarterbacks the first, like, eight weeks, you know, like there. And it was like, that probably was tough on the record, you know, the way the defense played. And so the, they by got the saying what again. you're saying, are you defending their lack of – uh, OTA work in OTAs. You're saying that that's okay because well, they're facing easy teams. Because that's I'm what saying, I'm hearing, man. I'm saying, Glenn, look like when Carson Wentz and how devastated the offensive line was, and the two years of injuries, and they had a below 500 record. So, I mean, I I know they have like uh, new people, especially at linebacker and some of the defensive positions. So they want to acclimate them into the game and. You know, like obviously, what they had like thirty one of the worst yeah, uh, sack records. So. I know you got to work. All right, quickly, what's your Phillies point? Um, I think definitely Thompson was the move. You know, I don't know how Jody feels, but Joe Girardi was too analytical. 
His use of the bullpen was ridiculous about, you know, like three days or, you know, like that and, and give him days off or things like that. I think Thompson's, well, give, uh, obviously, Jody knows Thompson, you know, when he was a bench coach with the Yankees and, you know, all the all right. years he's been in. Right. We, we, we got to go, Jody. Very... We're, uh, we're going to actually, we're going to talk uh, to John Heyman in a moment, but uh, I think you've kind of, you've kind of said you like, you've always liked Thompson. I'm a Thompson guy, but let me once again say, what has he done different than Girardi since he's taken over? Other than not be Joe Girardi. He's handled the pitchers and the bullpen and that about pretty much the same way Joe Girardi has. It was more of a personality thing than it was a strategic type change. Yeah. And sometimes that's enough. Again, I, and I'll always point to Charlie Manuel. Charlie Manuel was not the, the greatest strategic manager in the history of baseball. But Charlie lasted for a good long time because Charlie knew how to handle a clubhouse. Now, the... Thompson's been there for a week and a day, so I'm not going to declare that he's going to even be here in a year or two years or ten years. But sometimes you do need a, a different personality. A guy knows how to handle a clubhouse. And I think Joe Girardi, for whatever reason, had lost that. And one of the things that we probably undersell here in Philadelphia, and I mentioned it a couple times, but I didn't even know it, so I didn't harp on it. They didn't pick up Joe Girardi's option last offseason. Correct. And they could have, which told you – Joe, you better get the job done here. We're going to get you some better players, uh, and it's now or never. And when they fell eight games below five hundred, yeah, Dave Dombrowski at least was leaning that way. He wouldn't cop to it when they had the press conference, and he said it kind of after they got beat by the Mets, swept to New York. That's when it really moved forward, and he talked to his baseball guys and kind of made the decision. Oh, but they had leanings. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.